Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to The Heart, y'all. Glad you're here this morning. My name is Dominic Insinius. I'm the leader here at The Heart. And before we get going into the the message this morning, there's something I want to share with you. I mentioned it briefly last week. Um, And if you're new to The Heart in the last, uh, maybe the last couple of months, um, or you're new to The Heart in the last couple of weeks, each year we do something special here at The Heart called our Waymaker Offering. It's towards the end of the year. And at the end of the year, this Waymaker offering, what we do with it, the goal of it, why we, uh, why we take the time to do it, is we, we want to take the time to set ourselves up for the coming year. Right, and so uh, if there's if there's a certain goal in mind or something that we're trying to do as a community, we already have a very generous uh, community. Um, but this this is a special time at the end of the year that we set ourselves up for the future. Uh, we look at the the future of the heart, where we're going, what we're trying to do, and where the momentum is at. And that's what we're uh, really focusing on for 2024 is the momentum that has been building here at the heart over the last couple of months, specifically, very specifically in our heart kids area. So we have been uh, growing in the Heart Kids area where we, when we first came back to Hernandez after, you know, the pandemic and all that, when we got back to meeting in person, we only needed pretty much one classroom. And then uh, a couple months later, we needed two. And now we're at the point where we need all three age groups, uh, all three classrooms to be uh, open and ready. And so it's a, it, it's the momentum that we haven't really seen at the heart since before, um, before COVID and all of that. So it's, uh, it's great to be able to be a part of that. And you're going to see some more information on that, but I just kind of want to let you know that that is on the way. The goal of this year's Waymaker will be to, uh, to to get some funds to hire a few part-time people that can assist on Sundays and can assist throughout the week with some things that we have uh, that we have going on. So you'll you'll get more information about uh, about that through email and through our church center app as well as social media. So make sure you're following us there to get any uh, any details there. And as always, if you have any questions on any of that, feel free to ask myself or any of our leadership team. Now our uh, our message today is, uh, we're in week three of uh, a series that we've been in for a couple of weeks called FOMO. And if you don't know what FOMO is, uh, I'm going to tell you, the suspense is over. It means uh, the fear of missing out. And what we did is we kind of swapped that uh, this past week, and we said instead of, instead of the fear of missing out, because when it comes to the fear of missing out, okay, not everybody is an extrovert like me, right? Not everybody needs double books and triple books their calendar so they can be at every party, even if it's just for a couple of minutes, or be at every event. I know not everybody's like that. So what we did is we kind of we maneuvered it a little bit. Instead of the fear of missing out, we talked about having the fear of missing opportunities, because maybe we can't all relate to the fear of missing out. Some of us love being home on the couch every Friday night. That's perfectly fine. But sometimes we have this fear of missing opportunities. If I don't do this, then I miss this. Or if I do this thing, if I make this decision, then I'm missing out on this opportunity. And that's what kind of we, we dug into that last week, talking about how, how do we know if we're in the will of God, right? If we're doing what God wants us to do. How do we know that this decision that we're going to make for our faith or our marriage or our parenting or our business or whatever it is, how do we know that this decision that we're about to make is the right decision? How can we ever know? 
What if we missed an opportunity because we made this decision? And so today, what I want to dig into a little bit with the time that we have here together is when it comes to this fear of missing opportunity, sometimes the way that that shows up is in comparing what we have with what others have, right? Comparing what we don't have with what others have. In comparison with the people around you, with the things around you, it is perfectly natural. So I'm gonna give you a little bit of a spoiler alert for the end of this message. The goal is not to stop comparing yourself with others. At the end of this message, my challenge for you is not going to be stop comparing yourself with others. In fact, I want to practice a little bit of comparison right now, right now. I want you, and don't say it out loud, and don't point at them, but I look around the room and decide who is better dressed than you. Look around real quick. Who's dressed better than you? Don't point at them. Don't wink at them. You at it? You find it? Something about comparing ourselves with others, right? When we look and we compare, we say, this person is better dressed than me. And what happens? What happens internally when we make that comparison? What happens internally when we decide to compare somebody who we think looks better, is dressed better, has a better house, a better car, a better marriage, better behaved kids? <laughs> When I was a kid, uh, uh, growing up with my brother, my younger brother, we were, we were thick as thieves, man. We were two peas in a pod, and uh, except, except when it was time to share French fries, and I was very, I was Hawkeye on making sure that he had no more French fries to the fry, okay, to the length of the fry, to the centimeter of French fries, I made sure that he had no more than I did. I would always compare. What, is, what does my brother have? And then I would compare at school. With the, what, what do my friends have? I wish I could buy clothes from that place. And what does it do? What does it do when we compare? It starts to deteriorate what we are grateful for. It starts to blind us from what we have. You know, it's one thing to drive around, and I know this might be this might be a, a, a older person thing. And if you're in your late twenties, you're old. Um, if you're if you're in your late twenties, sometimes people. If you're young, I'll explain it to you. Sometimes people will get in a car, and they'll drive around and just look at houses. Has anybody ever done this before? You just drive around and look at look at houses in different neighborhoods. Okay, you can raise your hand if you want to. You drive around and you look at houses. And sometimes that's exciting. It's the same way, you, you know, you, you go shopping, you're just kind of window shopping, right? You go to the outlet, you're walking around. You're like, well, this is cool. This is nice. This is fun. I like this house. I like that car. I like these clothes. But something happens. Something's different when we start comparing that to what we don't have. Now it's a shift. Now it's no longer fun and shopping and just kind of checking things, uh, checking things out. Now, now we've shifted into something where we are looking at what we don't have, looking at what we wish we had, looking at what, looking the others around us and, say, and, and thinking, man, it must be nice. That's something that can come up, right? It must be nice to have this. It must be nice to have that. And so the, the verse I want to look at today, when it comes to comparison, 
when it comes to the comparing that we do in our life, and again, like I said at the beginning, if I were to say to you, stop being people who compare, okay? Stop comparing yourself to others. I feel like that is the tallest order possible. In fact, it might be impossible to say, stop comparing yourself with others. I feel like if I told that to myself, I'd let myself down today. If the goal was to stop comparing yourself to others. So here's, here's what I want. I want to look at a verse today, and then we're going to see how people like, uh, people like us, how people like you and I, can take this thing that happens completely naturally of comparing ourselves with others, comparing our life with others' lives, comparing our social media account with this other social media account, comparing our car that we drive to this other car that this person just bought, and you didn't know they had a better job than you, but seemingly they can afford this car that you can't afford, and now you're starting to think about, am I making the right decisions, right choices with, with my job? Am I making the right choices with my life? Am I making the right choices with my finances? See this kind of hole that we fall down? So I want to look at this verse today. This is in Galatians chapter 6, and I'm going to read verses 4 and 5. Watch this. This is in the Passion Translation, so the Bible you have might look a little bit different than this. That's okay. It says, let everyone be devoted to fulfill the work God has given them to do with excellence. And their joy will be in doing what's right and being themselves and not in being affirmed by others. Every believer is ultimately responsible for his or her own conscience. Let everyone be devoted to fulfill the work that God has given them to do with excellence. What if we could be the kind of people who were devoted to what God has given us. Not devoted to wishing we had what God has given someone else. What if we could be the kind of people who were devoted to, God has given me, God has given me this, God has given me this group of friends, has given me this job, has given me these things, has given me this faith. And instead of just looking around to see what other faith's mind could be like, instead of looking around to see what other things I could have, what other things I could be doing, what other things I could be learning, what if we said, we're going to be devoted to what God has put in our life now, what God has put in our heart today. We're going to be devoted to the things that God is doing in our life today. It's easier said than done, but, but with a little bit of intention, a little bit of focus, Watch how your faith, watch how our faith can grow if we said, okay, we're going to be devoted to what God has put in front of us today. I like this part here. Every believer is ultimately responsible for his or his own, for, sorry, his or her own conscience. I love, absolutely love when we're reading through the Bible, the different authors of the Bible, and we come, upon, uh, come across something like this that really empowers our faith. Sometimes it can feel like our faith is happening to us. And I love bits like this where it shows you that you are empowered in your faith. You are responsible. You and God are working on your faith together. So I have a few things I wrote down that I want to share with you when it comes to our faith, when it comes to being content, when it comes to comparing ourselves with others. Here, here's the first one. Comparison is the best way to forget what you're grateful for. Comparison is the best way 
to forget what you're grateful for. Now, I know you're not supposed to end sentences on a preposition. I think I learned that somewhere. But uh, I, this is just the way I talk. I don't know if that matters to any of you. But Comparison is the best way to forget what you're grateful for. It's easy. It easily evaporates. Everything that you love about your life, everything you, you love about your house, about your family, as soon as we start comparing, we forget what we're grateful for. And that goes both ways, right? Because sometimes when we compare ourselves with others, we're not just looking at who has more, who has better. Sometimes we compare ourselves with people who have less in our estimation, right? Who have it worse in our estimation, according to our perspective. So if we let ourselves be stuck in this cycle of comparing, this cycle of comparison, we erode, we deteriorate what we are grateful for. We can't even see it. We can't even see it anymore. We can't even see what we are grateful for if we're busy comparing. And this is true. This is true even in your own life. Think back 10 years ago in your life, five years ago in your life, six months ago in your life. If you compare, do you ever do this? I, I do this all the time. I compare myself to past Dominic. And I am so superior to him in so many ways. <laughs> and then I compare myself to past Dominic. And I am so inferior to him in so many ways. And now I'm in this trap of comparison. I don't even need people around me to be in this thing of comparison. And all of a sudden I forget what I'm grateful for because I'm comparing myself to past Dominic. So this, this trap of comparison, it's not just with the people around us. Sometimes we can fall into this trap on our own, fall into this trap by ourselves, and no one is immune to this. It's part of our human condition. It's part of human nature to look around and compare. So what can we do? What can we, if, we, if we can't walk out of here and say, I'll never compare myself to anyone else again, if we can't walk out of here and say that, then what can we walk out of here with? How do we move forward? If comparison is something that we're going to face, if comparison is something that we're going to have in our life, then how can we move forward in a healthy way? I wrote one thing down for you as well. I, I want to share this with you too. Being content doesn't mean that you settle, okay? Being content doesn't mean that you settle. It means peace for your soul. Because sometimes, and maybe this is just me, and I know that every Sunday I like to put my trauma onto y'all's, and I appreciate that very much. But for me, sometimes that word content can kind of, kind of imply just like, yeah, that's fine. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to live a life. I don't want to live a faith of, yeah, that's fine. I don't want to be the kind of parent or the kind of husband that says, yeah, that's fine. And sometimes that's what I feel like that word content is. Sometimes I feel like that's what that word content implies. But being content, it doesn't mean you're settling. It doesn't mean, yeah, that's fine. It means you're finding peace. You're finding peace with where you are. Finding peace with what you have. Finding peace with who is around you. And that takes practice. That takes intention. That takes 
focus. Because maybe comparison is not always a choice. Sometimes we're, we're comparing by choice. But then sometimes comparison just kind of sneaks up on us. And all of a sudden we're wishing we had something that we didn't. All of a sudden we're wishing that we had these kinds of people in our life that we don't. But it's up to us. We are responsible for our own conscience. We are responsible for the choices that we make so we can choose to stay in comparison or we are empowered. We are an empowered people, an empowered group of people, empowered by God in our hearts, in our soul, with our faith. We are empowered to choose contentment. Contentment is absolutely a choice. Because as soon as we, if we compare with somebody, okay, watch this. We're comparing ourselves with somebody. I wish I had a car like them, okay? If I had a bigger house, I went to these people's house, and they had a bigger house than me. They had one more room, one more bedroom than I have. And if I had that one more bedroom, I know I would probably be happy, finally. And then you get to the point where you, you buy your next house, you get your next apartment, whatever it is, and it has that one more bedroom. Well, then there's going to be somebody with a better house than you. There's going to be somebody with a better apartment than you. And you'll find them. You'll find it because we have this natural thing to do that. So in those, in those times, we have a choice. We have a choice to choose to be content. All right, how about this? How about this? Comparison never stops. Comparison never stops no matter how much you have. Because as soon as you have a little bit more, you'll see people that have more than you. And as soon as you have a little bit more, you'll see people that have more than you. And as soon as you have a little bit more, comparison never stops on how much you have. But contentment, the choice to be content, stops comparison no matter how much you have. When we choose to be content, it doesn't matter how much we have or don't have because we are choosing to be content, to find peace, to be grateful, to be present in what we have and where we are in our life, in our journey of faith. So maybe comparison, this trap of comparison, it'll never stop. It'll never stop. But, but the choice to be content will stop that, that trap of comparison no matter how much you have or don't have no matter how little you have, no matter how much you have. That's the kind of faith we can choose to step into. You don't have to wait. In fact, you can walk out of here content. Can you imagine that? <laughs> you can walk out of here content. Maybe it won't last all day. Maybe it will. You can walk out of here content because contentment is not you finally have what you want or you finally got rid of that thing you wanted to get rid of or you finally ended this relationship or started this relationship or whatever it is. That is not how contentment shows up in your life. Contentment shows up in your life when you say you look around you, you look around your heart, you look around your life, you look around your friends, you look around your house and you say, this is enough. This is enough. Now, the trick is there, there's nothing wrong with desiring something else. There's nothing wrong with working towards a promotion so you can purchase this thing or whatever you need to do. There's nothing wrong with those things. 
those things are not the trap. The trap that we can sometimes let ourselves stay in is constantly comparing what we have to what others have. All right, last thing I wrote down for you. Comparison not only eats away at our self-esteem. Comparison distracts us from our own potential and our purpose. And that's what I want for your faith. That's what I want for my faith. I want to have a a, a faith that has purpose. I want to live a life that has purpose. I I want purpose in my friendships. I want purpose in my marriage. I want purpose in my job. I want purpose in the things that I do. And then, because I'm owning my purpose, because people like you and I, we're owning our purpose, because we're owning that, we're responsible for it, now we can see the potential that we have, right? Not the potential compared to someone else's potential. That's the trap of comparison. Not potential into what we can do compared to what someone else can do. That's the trap of comparison. What we're able to do is we own and we are responsible for our purpose, our faith, what God is doing in and through us, and we are ready for what more God is going to do. It's this beautiful mix of I am, I'm here and this is enough, but I'm ready for what more God can do. It's being, it's being right where you are in your journey of faith, wherever that is, and saying, I am enough right here, but I'm excited for what more God is going to do. You have purpose and potential in your marriage, in your relationships. Be grateful for where you are in that journey of that relationship and ready for the potential of what more is to come. then we don't have a fear of missing opportunities because we are, we are excited and content with where we are but ready for more. Ready for God to keep doing new things, keep doing bigger things. When we first started this church almost eight years ago, we held on to this one particular verse. I think it was in... Matthew. Nope, it was John. It was in John. It was the words of Jesus. And he was talking about when he was going to leave. Right? Jesus knew. Jesus knew that he needed to make a sacrifice for the betterment of us, for us to have this empowered faith that we have today. And he was talking about some of the things that he had done some of the things that he does. And maybe you've heard stories. Maybe you read the Bible or have seen movies. There's a long account of the things that Jesus did, the, the healings that he was a part of, the miracles that he did, the things that he taught, the way that he showed grace and mercy to the people that our society would normally judge and discount. And in all of these things, eight years ago, we were were dreaming about this church. Before we even started, one of the things that Jesus says is, I have done these things, but you will do even greater things. 
In fact, I really want to find it. How fun would that be if I found it? John 14, 12. Is that it? Talk amongst yourselves. Take a break. I think it's John 14, 12. Watch this. Oh, come on. John 14, 12. Watch this. You ready for this? I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do, even greater miracles than these, because I go to be with my Father. Even Jesus sees his purpose and sees the potential. He's not comparing the the great things that he's done with the great things that you will do. He is solid in his purpose and ready for the potential of what God is going to do. That's what I want for your faith. That's what I want for my faith. faith. We are going to be solid in our purpose. Yes, we're going to have people around us. And we're going to gather hopefully the best people around us that are good for us, that are good for our soul, good for our heart. But we don't have to fear missing an opportunity in our faith because we are going to be solid in our purpose here. We are enough here. And we are excited for the potential of what more is to come. What else can God do? So the challenge isn't stop comparing yourself to others. The challenge is when you find yourself comparing yourself to others. When you become aware that you have been comparing yourself to others or comparing what you have to what somebody else has, I want you to let that be a trigger to say, okay, now what am I grateful for? Where am I content? So maybe you can't stop yourself from comparing, but you can. You can be responsible for your own conscience and say, okay, I'm comparing. Let me think of something I am grateful for. And that practice of gratitude, that practice of gratitude brings contentment. It shines a light on contentment. Because contentment doesn't ever go anywhere. If we're not content, it's not because contentment has gone. It's because we have taken our focus off of what we have. And we have put it outside. We have taken, we've put our focus off of what we have and our focus is out here. So I want us to be able to be a group of people who can choose contentment, can be solid in our purpose, and still be excited for what more is to come. If you could bow your heads for a moment and close your eyes, I want to pray with you this morning. God, we are so grateful to be here today, to be part of a community that knows that life is a mess, but we have you on our side. We have you in our hearts. God, I pray as we move forward into this week, that if we find ourselves comparing to other people, to other situations, if that little bit of a a, a fear of missing out on that opportunity comes in. God, I pray that you would be there to remind us of what we are grateful for. Remind us of the purpose that we have in our life and in you. And remind us of the potential of what more is to come. We love you and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. 
At the heart, we like to say, you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Music